0: Our gospel lesson this morning comes from the ninth chapter of Mark's gospel, verses two through nine. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up to a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God, open our ears that we may hear your truth. Open our eyes that we may see your kingdom. And open our hearts and minds that we may know the cries of our brothers and sisters who are hungry and hurting and Sometimes even dying without the knowledge of your love for them. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said, amen. We've been to the mountaintop. We've seen the glory of our God. He is here. In the valley low, he's here. I feel it in my bones. Our God is here and we are the body of our God. Doubt anyone else recognizes that, but it's the chorus of a song named Mountaintop. Well, Ben's indicating back there that he does. It's a song by one of my favorite contemporary Christian bands, the City Harmonic, and I was introduced to them back in 2012 when I... Went to Resurrection with the youth from Rising Fawn United Methodist Church, and uh, it was my introduction to, re- to Resurrection because Rising Fawn was the first time I ever had a had a youth group that had more than one person in it, and uh, well, actually the fir- actually the first time I had a congregation where anybody could be classified as a youth. Uh, so uh, it was a it was a good time and. and uh, that tradition continues as it has for the last almost 40 years uh, as an as a effort of the Holston Annual Conference. Well, it was a mountaintop experience, and many of us have had some type of mountaintop experience, and those are, are, are described as the times when we felt like we were on top of the world, where we were really happy and confident that we knew all the answers, that we could solve any problem that came up. Or we felt that we were really, really close to God, really in tune with God's plan for us. It was in those moments that we found ourselves excited and alive and everything seemed new. The moment might have come at some exciting moment in your or event in your life like graduation or baptism, maybe even your first kiss, or your first day on the job, your, your wedding. The birth of a child could even be maybe when you caught your first fish. It might have been something really spiritual, like a week at church camp or a, or a church retreat of some sort. Or it might have been something of a smaller and quieter nature, like a very intimate conversation with your father or your mother when you felt like they honestly understood what you were saying and why you felt the way that you did. As I prepared for for my sermon today, I look back on mountaintop experiences that I have had over my lifetime. And one of those experiences that stands out for me occurred during local pastor licensing school in 2006. You see, once your calling to ministry is endorsed by the local church, and then the district committee on ordained ministry has acknowledged that call, licensing school becomes the very first step and a long process toward ordained ministry in the United Methodist Church. And as, as I look back on that first weekend experience, I can still remember what a powerful weekend that was for me as the group of people that came there from all over the Holston Conference, a group of 25 of us that year, as we came together as strangers, and then over the three weekends, we bonded together, colleagues some of those folks are still some of the best friends that I have in ministry today we call these mountaintop experiences and we hate to come down off that mountain don't we we want to hang on to that moment for as long as we can just like Peter saying let's just stay right here and let the rest of the world go by for a while But to freeze that moment in time shuts off the possibility of the next moment. In our gospel reading for today, we hear the writer of Mark give his version of the event that we call the transfiguration of Jesus. Luke and Matthew also contain an account of this strange occurrence with some minor variations in the telling. It's one of those rare moments we were just talking about, one of those mountaintop experiences of life which somehow defy adequate description and challenge us to stretch our concept of reality to the point that we usually end up asking the question, did this really happen? Events such as the Transfiguration somehow connect us with the mystery of creation and eternity. For Jesus, it was a time of confirmation and affirmation of his ministry. For Peter, James, and John, it was a brief glimpse of the transcendent. It was a peek at the reality that lies just beyond everyday life. But notice, notice that Jesus quickly led the disciples back down off that mountaintop. In spite of Jesus' desire to pitch a tent and camp there for a long while, Jesus led them back into the daily routine of teaching and preaching and caring for the broken and hurting people of the world that they lived in. He led them back to the reality of life in the valley. And here's the thing. This same Jesus who leads us to those spiritual high places also leads us to care for the hurting, broken-hearted children, to minister to the homeless, to bind up the wounds of a broken world, or or simply to tend to the needs of a brother or sister. When you experience the mountaintop, don't forget the valley below. Because Jesus is there in the valley in that foul-smelling nursing home. Jesus is there in the valley of fears and tears of everyday life. Jesus is there in the valley of the joy of the birth of a child. And Jesus is there in the valley of the aching loneliness of that shut-in. Jesus is there at the repeated failures of his followers. Perhaps you've heard the story of the preacher who moved to a new church. Now, this particular church didn't have a lawnmower for the parsonage. So he was looking for someone to either mow the lawn for him or to sell him a used lawnmower. And one day he saw a young man going by and was pushing a lawnmower. So the preacher asked him, hey, you looking for a job? And the young man said, sure. And as they talked, it turned out that the young man was mowing yards and trying to earn enough money so he could buy a bicycle. Now, this preacher was kind of young and didn't mind mowing the yard himself, so he told the young man, "Look, I got a ten-speed bike that I never ride anymore. What you say we trade the bicycle for this lawnmower?" Well, the young man was ecstatic. They swapped, and the young man took off on that bicycle. He rode around the block and came back to see the preacher standing in that same place, wiping sweat off his brow. Preacher waved the boy over and said, "Hey." I've pulled the rope a half a dozen times and this lawnmower just won't start. The young man said, Preacher, I hate to tell you this, but it's a special kind of lawnmower. If you want it to start, you have to cuss it. Well, the preacher looked at him and said, Well, I've been in the ministry so long, I don't think I can remember how to cuss. The young man grinned and said, Well, pull on that rope some more, and it'll come back to you. (laughs) Points this, folks. We ought not stay on the mountaintop so long that we forget what it's like to be in the crowd. We shouldn't forget what it's like to pull on a stubborn lawnmower cord. I know from personal experience that mowing a lawn is a sure way to keep your feet firmly in the valley. But Peter needed the mountaintop. We all did. It's there that he learned that he needed to listen to Jesus. God himself helped Peter to understand this. We all have had these moments or we wouldn't be here. Moments when we learned that we needed to listen to Jesus. But let me tell you a wonderful little secret. Peter didn't go up on that mountain to find God. God brought Peter up that mountain. God revealed himself to Peter. We don't find God on the mountain. See, God finds us. In his book, Unconditional Love... Father John Powell tells of a young man named Tommy, who was a student in his college class. The class was the theology of faith. Tommy turns out to be the atheist in residence for that course. He he constantly objected to, smirked at, or whined about the possibility of an unconditionally loving God. Well, at the end of the course, he asked in a slightly cynical tone, Well, you think I'll ever find God? Father Powell decided on a little shock therapy. No, he said. Oh, I thought that was the product you were pushing. And he turned to walk away and Powell says he let him get five steps from the door and then called out, Tommy, I don't think you'll ever find God, but I'm absolutely certain that God will find you. Tommy shrugged a little, left my class, left my life. Later, he says, I heard a report that Tom had graduated, and I was duly grateful. Then I heard a sad report that Tommy had a terminal illness. Before I could search him out, he came to see me. Conversation went something like this. Tommy, I've thought about you so often. I hear that you're sick. Oh, yes, Father, very sick. Well, you want to talk about it? Sure. What would you like to know? What's it like to be only 24 and dying? Well, it could be worse. Like what? Well, like being 50 and having no values or ideals. Or like being 50 and thinking that booze, sex, and making money are the only real biggies in life. But what I really came to see about Tom said is is something you said to me on on the last day of class. I asked you if you thought I would ever find God, and you said no, which surprised me. And then you said, but God will find you. And I've thought about that a lot, even though my search for God was not at all intense at that time. One day I woke up and decided to to spend what time I had left doing something more profitable. I thought about you in your class and remembered something else that you said. You said the essential sadness is to go through life without living, but it would be almost equally sad to go through life and leave this world without ever telling those that you loved, that you would love them. So I began with the hardest one, and that was my dad. When I went in, he was reading the newspaper. and I said, Dad? He said, yes, what? Without lowering the newspaper? Well, Dad, I'd like to talk said, we'll talk. Dad, it's really important. He brought the newspaper down about three inches, and he said, what is it? I said, Dad, I love you, and then I just wanted you to know that. The newspaper fluttered to the floor. Then my father did two things that I couldn't remember him ever doing before. He cried, and he hugged me. It felt so good to be close to my father, to see his tears, to feel his hug, and to hear him say that he loved me too. Now it was easier with my mother and my little brother. We, we shared things that we had been keeping secret for so many years. And then one day I turned around and God was there. Apparently God does things in his own way and at his own time. But the important thing is that he was there. He found me. You were right. He found me even after I stopped looking for him. On the mountaintop of transfiguration, God reveals himself to us. He finds us. Reveals to us his plan. It's a plan that's found and focused on Jesus. Jesus. And he tells us that we are to listen to him. So I ask you this morning, have you come to a place in your life where you've listened? Listened to the parables? Listened and learned from his teachings? Watched his miracles? Felt his sacrificial love? If you haven't, then you need to go up. Experience the mountaintop. If you have already listened to the parables and learned from his teachings and watched his miracles, felt his sacrificial love, then you have been there. You've been to the mountaintop. You've seen the glory of our God and you've experienced that glory for yourself. And for many of you, it may have been a long time ago that these things happened. But if you have experienced the mountaintop, never, ever forget the valley below for it's there that we live it's there that we experience life and it's there where the grace of god covers everything thanks be to god in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit amen thank you for listening to our podcast We invite you to visit our website at mcfarlandumc.org to learn more about our church and the ministries that we provide to the Rossville and East Lake communities around Chattanooga. May God's blessings be yours.